Today on the show, we're talking about sacrifice. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name's Courtney, I'm your host, and today I'm joined with my co-host Trevor, and we're talking about sacrifice. Yeah, so I thought this is a good topic for a show, partly because we had a listener write in and comment about my interpretation of sacrifice. So I think it's worth doing a show on, but I, I want to talk about sacrifice just a lot of people get confused, I really believe, w- what a sacrifice is. And, and I just want to sort of lay out a bit of a framework. So th- often there's three things at play. When, when someone thinks they're making a sacrifice, it's, quite often they're not, but they think they are. So the, uh, a sacrifice, the three things at play are sacrifice, consequence, and suffering. Those are the three things that really are at play when one of those three things are at play when people think they're making a sacrifice, but really it could be the other two. And so a sacrifice is something, we're going to do a whole show on sacrifice, and I'm probably giving a bit away here, but a sacrifice is something you do in advance. It's something you do deliberately. It's something you do for a, a better outcome. So that is a sacrifice. A consequence is the result of an action. So it's something that you have to do, not choose to do, because of a previous action. So that's a consequence. And suffering is life has dealt you a bad hand. You you have been dealt unfavorable circumstances beyond your control, and you are enduring suffering. So those are three things. And people will often reflect back and say, you know, we made a lot of sacrifices when we were younger. And you could have, in fact, just been through suffering. You know, here's an example. So let's just say you are the um, the parent of a child with special needs. Well, you are going to have to, you're going to go through a lot of suffering, a lot of hardship because of that. And this is a financial podcast, so I'm going to put a money spin. It's probably going to be expensive, more expensive than raising a child without special needs. You're not making sacrifices. You are suffering. You know, you, there there is some hardship there. So don't, it's neither good nor bad, but reflect on it in the, in the appropriate light. That's a really, really wonderful example and a great framework for laying down this show and how we're going to approach financial sacrifice and all the things that come around with it. So I want to dive into the comments that inspired today's show. We received comments from a very passionate, very engaged listener, and we're going to jump into those today. We, there's a couple about sacrifice um, and, and, and a couple just related to other shows. I just want to make a comment. It, it, I am in super enthusiastic when, it, when a listener writes in and challenges me on, on any topic, any show we've done. I love to be challenged. I love to have my beliefs challenged so I can reflect on them and say, maybe I'm wrong. Like I'm, I'm not above being wrong. And I love when somebody writes in and they're so passionate and so enthusiastic that they take the time to write in and challenge something we've said on the podcast. So uh, four different comments. We're going to kind of, I'm going to touch on one before I kind of just, we're going to jump into the other two that really are pertinent to this show. So the they're in response to uh, episode 154 on your emotional brain is in control. 
there is so I'll, I'll i'll just kind of start off uh the comment and kind of read through kind of some key pieces from it in this listener's words boy for people who don't judge there sure was a lot of judging in this episode like the first 30 minutes are full of examples of reasons that trevor doesn't agree with and as a result are beyond logic so there is judging going on without question and the judgment is is are you living a deliberate life are you being deliberate with your money? Are you, are you deliberate or, or is life just happening to you? That's the judgment that's going on in this. The common thread through every episode is I am judging people who, who are just existing and don't, are not being deliberate with their life or their money. Another piece from the same comment, you keep mentioning that $65,000 trucks every episode, which gets super annoying if I'm honest, and no, I do not own one, but never the why someone would want one. Obviously, it's because the advantages of owning the truck outweighs the disadvantages of not. Until people learn to identify those influences and decide that they make financial sense, all the advice you give is wasted. So the $65,000 truck, which is my favorite and I've, I keep thinking I should update it to an $85,000 truck because I've recently seen they've got more expensive. But the $65,000 truck is a metaphor for spending money and not knowing why. It, I could go on about the 85-inch TV, right? That, so in, uh, most of the trucks I see driven around where I live are not being driven as trucks. People are buying trucks not to meet a transportation need. They're not being deliberate about their transportation needs. They're just buying $65,000 trucks because they're shiny. If you assessed your transportation needs, you'd probably own a sky blue minivan with a beige interior. <laughs> that, that, that would be the most economical. You know, so those are two ends of the spectrum, right? A 1991 caravan, sky blue, beige interior, or a you know, 2019 Ford F-150. Those are two different, dramatically different transportation solutions. The need is probably exactly the same for most people. I, I, that's a spectrum. So I, I, I don't fall into the sky blue minivan either, but I, I don't actually have the $65,000 truck. So I'm somewhere in the middle, but it, it's, it's the, it's a metaphor for people not assessing their, their needs in life. So the 85 inch TV, it, it clearly exceeds your entertainment needs. I, I don't know how big the room is you're watching TV in, but I, I'm guessing you can get close enough that you don't need an 85 inch TV. The $40,000 kitchen, again, it's probably surpassing your food preparation needs. So long you're doing it, these things with purpose or meaning or, I mean, we all lose our minds with things, some things financially, but you, you have to, you have to assess your, your needs when you're spending money. So the, the $65,000 truck is a metaphor. Actually, I, I can't miss an opportunity to give an iPhone reference. A $2,000 smartphone it exceeds your communication needs dramatically. So it, that, that's all that truck thing represents. So good. So good. So and now I, I want to read now the comment that really did inspire this show on sacrifice. So this was from episode 157, Have a Big Why in Life. And in this listener's words, is this the episode where Trevor talks about the sacrifices he had to endure to pay down his mortgage in 15 years instead of the conventional 25? Trevor, why don't you actually describe these sacrifices? Were they really sacrifices? Sacrifice, to me, means giving up something that I don't want to. It's painful, 
real painful. For example, I would see your wife returning to work right at the end of her maternity leave instead of staying home with the kids as a sacrifice. Another example would you would be you and your family having to move to a bigger city if you had lost your job. These things didn't happen. So what does sacrifice mean to you? Giving up a Disney vacation to go camping instead is not a sacrifice if you've never been to Disney. A decision in line with your goals and your values and isn't all that painful in the end. On the other hand, giving up 20% of your salary right out of university to fund so that you can retire in 45 years could represent a, a sacrifice when faced with all the influences to put your money in things that bring pleasure to your life now. Again, it's all about the disadvantages against the advantages. Okay, so just for the record, I did take my family to Disney. We just did it once and we never went back. We enjoyed our time, but it was a very expensive vacation. So it's not something we're going to do every year. I just wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> we definitely did Disney. Uh, so a sacrifice, like I said at the beginning of the show, it is something you choose to do. It's not something you have to do. So when you have to do something, it often shows up in your life as a consequence from a previous behavior. So the mortgage. So I paid off my mortgage in 15 years. That is a that in itself is not a sacrifice, but there was many sacrifices made to accomplish that goal. So paying off your mortgage in 15 years required me to drive older, somewhat unreliable cars. So that there's a bit of a, a sacrifice in that I chose to drive these older, unreliable cars so I could pay off my mortgage in 15 years. And the, so, and she, the listener also mentions. Uh, if you lost your job and had to move to, to a, a different town or into a city because you lost your job, if you lost your job and through no fault of your own, you, that you have very little control over a company going out of business. So just say you lost your job because your company closed. Well, that's not a sacrifice. That is suffering. That is hardship. And you, you, you didn't choose that. That happened to you. So Again, if if the listener agrees with my definition of a sacrifice, it's something you choose to do, and you're doing it because you believe it's going to lead to a lead lead to a better outcome. Then then it, it was I have made a ton of sacrifices because because I I really love where I am today. I didn't get here by accident. I get here by by sacrificing things, and I I'm sacrificing things I that are in line with my values. Obviously. I'm not a big fan of, of $65,000 trucks, so not driving one, that wasn't a huge sacrifice because I, I, I don't believe in those, but I do believe in newer, more reliable cars. I, I, I love reliable transportation, but I drove a lot of old, unreliable cars in an effort to cash flow my kids' post-secondary education through college and university. Again, a sacrifice. I, I enjoy thrifting clothes, but I also enjoy new clothes like people, but other people, but I... I considered not buying new clothes somewhat of a sacrifice in an effort to accomplish some of my other financial goals. So your, your sacrifices should be in line with your values. They, they shouldn't be overly painful because they're in line with your values. But if you suffer hardship, something that happens to you beyond your control, that would appear painful. Or if you suffer consequences from previous behaviors, the spending money you didn't have on things you didn't need, and now you... Here's a great example. So I know somebody who drives a $65,000 truck and puts a new truck in their driveway every couple of years, and they are suffering consequences. They, they, they can't afford to put a roof, uh, a new roof on their house, so they're, they're getting someone to do patchwork on it. And they were, you know, 
very distraught that there there's some damage to the inside of the house from the leaking and they i they i, I actually met them for dinner they were driving um their $65,000 truck that I met them there driving that and they were complaining about their their roof and how terrible it is that they can't really afford to get a whole new roof put on and they're they feel they're making a sacrifice by doing patchwork on their roof and it's it's actually expensive to do patchwork on a roof rather it's more expensive to replace a whole roof but if you look at the cost of replacing bits and pieces of shingles it's actually quite expensive to have someone go up there and do that so uh, those people are suffering consequences they're not making a sacrifice I I absolutely love those the nuances between the three elements that 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 we experience and I, I do want to ask you Trevor the word sacrifice in itself has a very it, connotative negative definition so how, is that maybe why we throw the word sacrifice around when in actuality and and correct me if I'm wrong here when we do talk about sacrifice is all the sacrifices you made in your life, were they all super, super, super hard? Like, did, did they hurt or were they just things that you did? Because, and this goes back to me asking about the connotative definition in your mind of the word sacrifice. So they weren't hard because I was doing them in anticipation of a better outcome. So it, it makes, sacrifice is actually a very positive word in in my world. And it's a very positive uh, thing to experience is a sacrifice. I love making sacrifices because I know, again, I'm doing it for a better outcome. So they're they're not painful, they're not hard. But have I suffered consequences in life? Absolutely, and those are painful, and they're a lot of times they leave a mark on you forever, and you never forget about them. It's because you made a bad decision at some point, and it it resulted in a bad outcome, which took choices away from you and forced you to, to do things or experience things that you didn't want. So the, the problem with consequences is you can't be strategic with them. They, they end up happening to you and you end up having to forego something because of those consequences. So let's just say you, your, your 65,000 truck was repossessed. Just say it was repossessed and you could not get to work and you lost your job. And in losing your job, your house got taken away from you by the bank, like power of sale. So let's just say that 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 whole scenario unfolded. Well, you now now you're living in a uh, a really bad apartment in a really bad neighborhood, and and that's the sacrifice you had to make to live. You have to live in that apartment, but that's actually a consequence of all these domino effects of things based on you it could have started with you driving a vehicle you couldn't afford and and it, that whole domino effect unfolded and in now you're you're living in a in a, a terrible apartment in a bad neighborhood no that's a great example and we we are going to go on to talking about defining what is a financial sacrifice so kind of five things that define a financial sacrifice. We're going to talk about why you should make financial sacrifices and finish up the show with three sacrifices we must embrace to achieve financial freedom. So uh, with with those those comments out of the way and really, again, what inspired the show and, and if you ever, again, if you ever have any feedback or comments or discussion to create around the shows that we release, we welcome them. Like Trevor said earlier, we welcome them wholeheartedly and they really, really help us question our current beliefs and our current viewpoint as well. 
let's jump into kind of the, the, the topics that I outlined a few m- moments earlier. So we're going to go through the five points of what is financial sacrifice right now. So Trevor has kind of modeled down the term financial fa- sacrifice into five key points. First and foremost, he says that financial sacrifice is when we give up or forgo something you want, not something you need. So this is important that you, if you, you, you can't give up something you need, you, you can't forego food or shelter. You, you, you can't, if, if you need a car to get to work, you can't sacrifice your car and, and then you can't get to work. So it, it, you have to, it's giving up something you want. So it's giving up that, that annual vacation down South. You know, giving it up, maybe go every other year instead of every, every year. It's it's giving up having a new car in the driveway all the time, you know, rolling the dice on a used car. It really, but you can't, a sacrifice, if you end up giving up something you need, you now you're suffering hardship. This is, this is suffering at this point. If you're giving up something you need, life has dealt you a bad hand. That That, that is an, uh, an example. If I, I know some people that have a special needs child and they have to have a one of these retrofitted vans with a ramp in it. And the guy who who ended up with the special needs child, he was a real car guy. He loved his cars and fast, sporty cars. And he had to give up his car to get this retrofitted van with a ramp that would have be wheelchair accessible. Well, he didn't choose like that wasn't something he he didn't want that van. Like he he had he this is something that was imposed on him so he's not sacrificing he is in a small way i mean he i know this person would do anything for their their, their son but they they that is a, a form of suffering life has dealt them in an unfortunate event and, and now they they need this retrofitted van which again is quite expensive it's the same price as a sporty little car actually so that that's a form of that that person's not making a sacrifice that they are suffering so when we do talk, I want to go back to kind of th- that suffering, that term suffering, uh, sorry, that term sacrificing, the term sacrifice. So you said, Trevor, that you hadn't really experienced any negative feelings around sacrifice to date, but do you think that's all kind of based on what we enjoy most in life? Like if, if you are, if you are a, a, a car person, you said that you weren't and that you were okay driving a used car, that you weren't really attached to the idea of driving an expensive vehicle. But do you think for someone else in who maybe does, is attached to their vehicle a little bit more, do you think that would have been a, sa- a harder sacrifice? And, and maybe looking towards you, is there something in your life specifically that you can remember felt a little bit harder to sacrifice than something else? I'm going to say no, because the, I, my perception of the future outcome was so strong, was so optimistic that nothing in the present was going to get in the way of, of my future outcomes. Oh, so, I love that. You know, th- that's why I never felt uncomfortable. It, it, in fact, if you do, if, if the sacrifice you're making today is really painful, then you really have to question the future outcome you're hoping for. Because oh, it, wow. it might, wow, yeah, it, it, yeah, it might not be uh, rock solid. You might have some doubt about it. And and going back to that listener's comment, there was in and and our listeners' words, there was this illusion, this this belief that 
sacrifice was made to, made out to be painful. So you right there by saying that you kind of just blew that completely out of the water. And it's I, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. As a society, we have been, I'm going to use the word brainwash as a little strong, but we have been conditioned to believe tomorrow will be better than today. Almost all of us believe that today. That is a story everyone in, I'm going to say, Western society believes. Otherwise, we would not be working at jobs we don't like. We wouldn't be saving money for retirement. We believe the future is going to be better than the present almost 100% of the time. And if you go back to, say, medieval times, obviously none of us existed then, those people, if you read the history books, if you read about the medieval times, those people truly believed today is as good as it's going to get. Tomorrow, their whole village could be wiped out. Like Those people believe today. And so I don't know what mindset is better. I really don't. It, as long as we believe tomorrow is better than today, we as a society are, are willing to make sacrifices. We're willing to, in fact, here's a study that was done. They've been able to convince chimpanzees, or maybe it was monkeys, to, for the longest time, a monkey would not trade a piece of paper for a banana. <laughs> the piece of paper being, uh, you know, fictitious money. With the, 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 the here, Here's a piece of paper to this monkey. You give me your banana, I'll give you this piece of paper, and this piece of paper means you can have two bananas tomorrow. You know, if you could communicate that to a monkey, if you could train them to understand that, apparently they have. You know, I was, I've been following this study for many years. But, so monkeys don't believe tomorrow will be better than today for the most part. I, I, I'm yet to see the experiment on YouTube. But, so the, it's a story we all believe. We, we've been conditioned to believe. So just, when you're making a sacrifice, understand that, that we as a society believe tomorrow which is, I think is kind of terrible that we believe tomorrow is going to be better than today. What do you think? Yeah, the, well, I, I think it can be spun positively too in that the fact that we believe that we every day we are growing and, and, and working towards a, the outcome that we're hoping to achieve. Like for you, it's, it's achieving it's retirement maybe and, and all the sacrifice you've made to achieve that. So I think every day you know that the things that you do are leading you to a quote unquote uh, brighter, better tomorrow. But you said we're growing. So when you say we're growing, that means we're going to be better people tomorrow, better than we are today. Yeah, better people maybe in, uh, in maybe better is actually the wrong. I get it. I know it works for your, um, your, your saying, but maybe better is the wrong word. Maybe it's working towards the goal that we're hoping to achieve. Like every, I think that's the point because just like banana in the money example, we are, we're not giving, we're holding on to our money and or because we're saving it for tomorrow in a sense. So let's, let's jump now on to the second point. So we're, right now we're talking about what is financial sacrifice. We're, we're kind of defining all the things that it represents. So number two is doing something you choose to do, not doing something you have to do. So the first one was giving up something you want, not something you need. So this is kind of different in that Choosing, doing something you choose to do. So something you have to do is a consequence. So if you bought a $65,000 truck and you decide your job sucks, well, you still have to go to work to make those loan payments on that truck. But if you, if you bought a used car, the older 10, if you got a 10 year old car fully paid for in the driveway and you decide you don't like your, your job, 
or if you bought a smaller home and your mortgage is paid off, a sacrifice is something, it's not something, if it's something you have to do, it's a consequence or suffering without question. It's something that should be aligned with your values. You choose to do it because again, you, you're doing it hoping for a better outcome in the future. Third point within the financial sacrifice is short-term discomfort for long-term gain. It should be hard and uncomfortable. So this one, this one I'm really curious about. So if you're making a sacrifice and if, if there's no discomfort and there's no long-term gain, you are wasting your time. It is, it is a, a bad sacrifice. So if you are, if you're doing something, it seems easy, you know, like even if, if, even if it aligns with value. So for instance, I go back to the car thing. So I'm, I drove an older, unreliable car and some winters that you had to go out there and it wouldn't start. And I'd get a ride to work or I'd get my wife to drive me to work with her car, but it was inconvenient. And, and, but I knew I was doing it for a better outcome. I I was going to be able to pay off my mortgage, retire early, put my kids to school, all those things. And it should be hard. It should be a challenge, right? Because just say you make sacrifices that aren't, their gains are going to be small. That that at the end of the day, if you're not a little bit challenged by your sacrifice, it still might lead to a better outcome, but the gains will not be as big. So when we talk about discomfort, discomfort is definitely a less extreme word than, than painful. And we were talking about that earlier, that if if it's painful, maybe it's not actually something that is in line with your goal. So when you talk about discomfort, is is this something that you felt? So you, you said that your your sacrifices weren't hard per se, but that does that mean that they they were a discomfort? They did cause discomfort at the same time. So here's something I wanted for my family. So I moved to a small town. I wanted to raise my my kids in a small town. I wanted them to live. I didn't want to move them when they were in school. I, that, that's hard on kids. I'm not saying if if you again if 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 you work somewhere that it closes and you have to move, then I'm not judging you. You, you have to do what you have to do. That's called suffering. But I, I wanted to make sure my kids, and actually in a perfect world, my kids would have grown up in the same house and they did, but that wasn't constraint I placed on myself. I just didn't want to move them into another town. I, I wanted them to have the same friends, go to the same school their whole life. So, and that worked out for me. They ended up being able to raise them in the same house too. In order to accomplish that, there was some... So I, I work at a company, I think it's a pretty challenging company to work for. They tend to go through people with some regularity. There's a fair bit of turnover. I'll call it forced turnover, meaning people don't leave, leave on their own free will. They're asked to leave. I don't know how else to put it more diplomatically. but And so it's a challenging place to work. I managed to survive there for 21 years. And that's no accident. It, it, it meant making a lot of sacrifices, a lot of late nights, a lot of hard work, taking on additional projects and, and, and being a go-getter, you know, the, working outside of my comfort zone, taking on, on things I, I wasn't really comfortable with. And the, that extra hard work ensured I kept my job so I could achieve all the other goals I previously described. So I called that a sacrifice. It was time away from my family in order to give my family this this constant steady state life where they they knew they wouldn't have to be uprooted and moved. So to me, that was a sacrifice that I had to make. Was it uncomfortable? Absolutely. Did I work some late nights that I wish I didn't have to? I did. But I, I was doing it for a an outcome I wanted for my family. I love that example. And that outcome that you talk about, not uprooting your family, that must have been so strong. That must have been this thing that 
was this goal, the unmoving goal, that one that really you would do anything to achieve. And I, I, and, and, and again, you, you did all those, you made those sacrifices for that goal. So I, I'm sensing that you really have to have this goal. And we talk about this all the time, have a goal that you truly want to achieve. And, and that's the only reason, like you said, these sacrifices will work. Well, here's a, a story. So my father grew up and he and my grandfather confirmed these stories. So they're, they're real. My father moved. He never lived in a house for more than two years growing up as a kid. So that's how often he moved. And he, he had a really hard, like when he describes his his childhood, it sounds it sounds super challenging. Like he, he moved constantly and it was his father switching jobs. So that, that was the, the source of it. So when, when my father had a family, he said he was never going to move his kids. And we moved once, and then, just once. And it was, uh, I had just started school and then we moved. So it's not like I, it was not traumatic to me. I, I didn't feel traumatic. And then we stayed in that house and they, my parents stayed in the house. And the year I graduated from high school, so the year I graduated grade 12, that for sale sign went up on that front lawn and they sold that house and moved. So clearly they wanted to move, but they were waiting for me to finish school. And I didn't think much about it at the time, but I look back now and I am so thankful for them. I, I couldn't imagine moving a child in, in high school, how hard that is on a child. It's hard enough to be a teenager in high school, not having to go to a new town and, and, and make new friends. And that it's, that would, so that's the, the courtesy that was offered to me by my parents. And I look back and I, I never took that for granted. And so I said, I'm going to do one step further. I'm never going to move my kids. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes. So I moved once and it, again, it was not traumatic. It was early enough in my school years that it, it didn't leave a mark. But I, I said, I'm going to do one better. I'm never moving my kids. And hopefully I, they never have to live in a different house. And that was my goal. I, I, it, it, that was something that was done for me. So I wanted to do one better for my kids. So let's, let's talk about, I love that. Let's talk about the fourth. So the fourth is necessity is the mother of invention. So when you're making a sacrifice, they're often not obvious and there's many, many layers to them. They're, they're, they're not, and so you, you can't, often you can't say uh, 10 years from now, I'm going to make this sacrifice. You, know, you, you can't look out into the future and, and decide what sacrifices you're going to make. They're often, they have to be made in the heat of the moment, right? So, and, and there, there's, like I say, there's layers. So I, my goal to raise my family in, in one town, in one house, there was a whole bunch of things that could impact that, right? A whole bunch of factors that, that I had to make sure played out, right? So it, it's, it, the, you will figure out the sacrifice. Sometimes you can, but often you have to, a sacrifice will present itself as an opportunity to improve your future, you can either accept that that challenge or disregard it and disregard it at your peril. When you say made in the heat of the moment, do we not also make sacrifices in our day-to-day life where we choose, maybe you chose not to do certain things or, or spend money on certain things and all of those, is that, I guess it's still the heat of the moment making those decisions as well. But that with those, with those, I guess, those those definitely do. I can assume have cumulative effects on supporting your overall goal. Well, I mean, you talking in the, in the heat of the moment. You see, waking up late and and deciding whether you're going to pack a lunch or buy one. You know, it's those 
everyday little things you do, those everyday tiny little sacrifices that add up to big, big outcomes. So just getting lazy and, and not packing a lunch every day, you know, just, just say you, you just got out of the habit of, and you just bought lunch, you know, five or six bucks every single day. Well, that, that's gonna, that, that's a sacrifice worth making, right? Packing that lunch. And, and number five is that sacrifice is not something you do when things go wrong. That is called crisis management. It's something you do to ensure things in their future will go right. Yeah. And so a lot of people, they, they, they will say they made a sacrifice. And again, it, it's it be, just say they made poor planning, poor decisions that, that led them to a place where they're standing right now and their roof is leaking. And they look in their bank account and there's no money. Credit is maxed out. And they're standing there and they're they're thinking, oh, what kind of sacrifice can I make? And it's actually a consequence that you can't fix your roof. You know, you, you did a whole bunch of things, a series of bad decisions that led you to this this spot where you're, you, you don't have the means to repair your roof. If things have gone wrong, then you are suffering consequences. You are not making sacrifices. Sacrifices are about the future. Consequences are about the past. That has to be my absolute favorite point. And I mean, this really, I'm, I'm just kind of racking my brain of different examples right now. And I, it really, it this, this applies to, to basically everything. And, and I love it. This is, it, it rings true across the board. So the next section we're going to cover is why you should make financial sacrifices. And there's four points within this list. And Trevor, before we dive into them, you, this, is, this list is titled why you should make financial sacrifices, but is it not inevitable that financial sacrifices will take place? No, I, I don't think so. Because I think it's financial cons- if, if financial sacrifices do not take place, financial consequences will. And then you're just playing that constant financial financial consequence upon financial consequence game then at that point when you are kind of in cleanup mode constantly. And yes, and with that mindset, you're going to have to, the math every day has to work out. The math every year has to work out. The, I, th- I have this theory, time is the great equalizer. When, when your neighbor or your coworker or your friend is living the high life and, and enjoying life beyond something you, like, just assume you're in the similar income bracket as, as your comparable friend or neighbor, but they seem to be enjoying life at a much higher level than you are. And I have this theory that time is the great equalizer. So you you could live an elaborate life and, and maybe live, mac, you know, spending every penny you make. At some point, time is going to, and just say you are, are living super frugal and, and saving your money and planning for the future. At some point, time is going to equalize those two equations. At some point, you're going to reach the age of retirement and you are going to all of a sudden be living a comfortable retirement. And the person who lived their life spending every minute they made, they're going to be living a somewhat uncomfortable retirement. Now, I don't want hope for bad outcomes for anybody, but just know that time is the great equalizer. So on that note, let's jump into number one of four points. And you said something, but I'm going to save that for when we get to that point because it, it, it really sparked a question for you, but I will save it. As, but number one is you believe tomorrow will be better today. And we did heavily, we've discussed this all throughout the episode, but at what point, Trevor, did you really start kind of bringing this point into how you view financial sacrifice? Well, the funny thing is the when I was younger, and just starting out and not making much money, 
I really hope tomorrow <laughs> was going to be better or the future was going to. But when you're younger, you have hope on your side, right? But as you get older, more time behind you than in front of you, you start to change your perspective about the future and it being better than today. So I noticed that as I got older, I don't think tomorrow is going to be worse, but I'm starting to think tomorrow is not going to be a whole lot different than today. You know, it's it's going to be hopefully more of the same. But when I was younger, I really, I, and I, I kind of hate that our society believes in this, this, because if you think of meditation and everything, you should live in the present, right? That's what everyone says. You should be in the mindset of a golden retriever. <laughs> the, the, there's nothing better than, than the here and now. But we as a society have been brainwashed to believe the future is always brighter. So, so you should be willing to make a sacrifice. If, so if you believe tomorrow is going to be worse, and just say you've made a whole bunch of decisions that actually you're certain. <laughs> the, the, bill, the, the repo man's coming. The bill collectors are coming. And you've got nothing in the bank. Like you, you, you have burned through yesterday's money, today's money, and next year's money. And you, and so as someone who declares bankruptcy, there is somebody who believes the future is dark, and it's not going to be better, right? That that person is, of course, that that's consequence, right? There's no sacrifice there. They, I, I don't know anyone personally that's declared bankruptcy, but they really, well, actually, you know what? If they declare bankruptcy. After that day, every day after that becomes a better day, right? So the future does get brighter. So they kind of get the chance to clean their slate. I don't know if I agree with that, but it it, it exists. So the second um, reason then we should want to make financial sacrifice is you if you have lived too much for today and not enough for tomorrow. So this is for people who, if you have, in fact, you know, spent every penny you've earned up to this point and you've been living sort of right on the financial edge, then you should be interested in making sacrifices because, it, I mean, all our futures are, are uncertain, right? We, we cannot predict the future. So you should be, you should want to make a financial sacrifice if you have, it, so this is for people who historically have not made any sacrifices. You should entertain the idea of it. Like there is value in making financial sacrifices. Number three is you want something nobody else has. So you have to do something nobody else does. This one is really hit home for me a lot. So I, I want to retire at age 55. And I know it's not that, you know, it's not like I'm retiring at 40 or something or, or, or 35. I mean, 55 is not a crazy number, but it's it's not the norm in our society. So I want something most people aren't chasing. Most people don't want. So when people ask me every January, you know, so where are you going down south this year? I say, well, I'm not going down south. You know, I'm saving for retirement. Or people will say, you know, you're, they'll look at my car. People used to say this all the time, you know, your car's getting really old. You're getting a new car anytime soon. And I say, nope, <laughs> the car's still working. So I, 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 if if I want something, if age 55, into financial independence at age 55, no, most people aren't chasing that dream. Then if I start doing what they're doing, if I start mimicking people around me, then, and, and justifying my decisions based on, well, my neighbor did it and my coworker did it. So why can't I do it? I have to remind myself, I want something they don't want. Like, so I should be be doing stuff that they're not doing to reach that goal. And this comes back to what you're saying earlier, how time is a great equalizer and that as time goes by, you see the fruition of your sacrifices. And as you've gotten older and you are mere years away from retirement, 
are you seeing kind of that full picture come together where you're like, aha, that sacrifice I made then it's, 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 it's working out in my favor. Like where was that turning point where you were like, okay, you know what? These sacrifices that I made while they were just uncomfortable, they were worth it. Well, a lot of people, they, I'm getting a lot of people coming up to me because it, it, it's going to be uh, come January or come December, it'll be a year from when I'm, I plan to retire. And I have a lot of people come up to me saying, oh, you're so lucky. Ooh. And I really, ha- I, have to, I have to bite my tongue so hard when they say I'm lucky that, that I get to do that. And obviously the reality is there's no luck behind it at all. Like I, I, I didn't get lucky anywhere. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any luck. I, I've been so deliberate in everything I've done. I, I don't think luck has dawned my door yet. So the, when people say to me, you're so lucky. That that's the moment you're talking about, Courtney. That's that's when I get that. That, yep. I mean, you know, those things were worth it because these people think I'm lucky. That I must, I must. Not that I'm trying to be look envious to people, but I must look like I'm in a pretty envious position to be somebody who's retiring at 55. So it's when people say, "Hey, you're lucky." Um, you know, I don't have any real. I'm in my f- mid 50s. Do not have any health problems. I don't take any medication. And I've, I've lived, like I, I eat a really good diet and I get regular exercise. And people often say, you know, you're so lucky that you're, you don't have any health problems. And I, I do believe there's an element of luck. I mean, you can be a victim of the genes you're given, but at the same time, there's a lot of things you can do to, to prevent health problems. And I, I think I've spent a whole life doing that. And a lot of times there's sacrifices like there, I don't eat a lot of desserts and I, I like desserts as much as the next guy, but I know they're, how damaging they can be. People will say I'm lucky with my health too. And I, I, I kind of kind of bite my tongue there saying, I, I don't know if it's 100% luck. And, and in those moments, I mean, I, I, can, I, I can imagine they, they definitely kind of fuel you up a little bit because you know the hardships that went into making those sacrifices not the hardships but just the 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 tough decisions and that leads me to my question of what causes do you think some people to be able to make those sacrifices be able to commit to those sacrifices make those sacrifices something that they prioritize is it simply does it go back to the goals or does it go back to and i don't want to use the word weak because i i can call individuals weak or strong like that's not at all what i want to say here i i is it just a matter is it a matter of goals or is it a matter of the actual person's ability to stick with in their conviction to stick with a a something they want so i would say go back to episode 157 and hit play because you need to have a really big why in life to to weather the storm of all the sacrifices you're gonna need or want to make to accomplish your financial goals so that why in your life has to be so strong because you will have weak days where you the sacrifice you you're going to question it you're going to say is it really worth it and you may waver, but if you're why, so I gave you the why, I, my kids growing up in the same, n- never having to move my kids, and ideally growing up in the same house. They, my kids only know one house. They, they never move. This is the family house. This is all they know. That why was so strong for me. I, I knew that foundation. I, I knew what it meant to me as a kid, so I know what it means, what it meant to my kids. And so having a why like that in, in, being able to fund my kids' college and university education 
not not having them start out in life in the hole with a student loan that that why was so strong so that those are the kind of things that will keep would make sacrifices easy when when they look hard number four is that you want more control in your life independence requires being independent so you should want to make a sacrifice a financial sacrifice in your life for the for the sole purpose of of having control and and the obvious one is not taking on consumer debt right not borrowing money for cars not borrowing money for home renovations the minute you borrow money as a solution to your problem in life you sw- you move control from you to your employer your employer doesn't know you took out a home equity line of credit to do your kitchen they they don't know that you don't have to tell them but you will know you have given control over to your employer, meaning they can demand whatever they want of you. And if you want to be able to repay your debts or make your debt payments, you have to do whatever it is they need you to do. And if you get tired of that employer telling you what to do, you're just going to have to go to another employer and have them tell you. Like, the, But when you have, when you are, there's so there's this independence, there's levels of financial independence. So you could get to what I call, there's, FI money, which is financial independence money. But just before that, there's a thing called FU money. <laughs> and you can imagine what that means. And that, that's when you have enough money that you don't have to put up with BS. You know, you, you can walk away money. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to have to go get another job, but you're going to have to do something. But it's not like you're going to lose your house or your car or whatever. Everybody should want to have as much control in their life as possible. Being debt free, if you've never been there, it is is like I've said this before. When you pay off your mortgage, when you walk across your lawn, it feels different. The grass just feels different. Okay, like it, <laughs> it really does. It sounds hokey, but trust me, it does. When you know this can't be taken away from you, this is yours, and it, it is powerful. It really is. So that was we that was we, the section on why you should make financial sacrifices. We are now the last section before we wrap up the show. We're just going to quickly go over the c- three sacrifices we must embrace to achieve financial freedom. And this comes from medium.com. We'll have it linked in the show notes. We'll have all the notes from this episode linked in the show notes. But if you want to go back and look at this article yourself, you can. And it breaks down essentially the three sacrifices we must embrace in our life. So I thought this was interesting because this is kind of, you know, everything we talk about, but I, I love the simplicity of this this post and it's going to be in the show notes, but it basically says you have to make three sacrifices. You have to sacrifice spending. And so it's obviously limit your spending. That, that one's an easy one to understand. The other one's income, meaning you have to increase your income and you might have to do things that make you uncomfortable in an, in an effort to increase your income, increase your your earning potential. And it could be education. It could be you working longer hours. But again, this is, this is to get to financial freedom. So limit your spending, do things to increase your income. And this is one that is not obvious, but accept risk. So when you're investing, we want to invest in safe, right? Everyone wants safe, but invest be willing to accept risk because with risk comes high returns. So I just love the simplicity of this. To achieve financial freedom, the sacrifices you have to make, so these are things you you are outside of your typical behavior, limit your spending, increase your income, and accept risk. 
I love that. That's so great. It's a great framework, very simple. And like Trevor said, again, it will be in the show notes. So that brings us to the very end of today's episode on sacrifice. We defined what is financial sacrifice. We talked about uh, the five points that make up financial sacrifice, why you should want to and should make financial sacrifices, and then oh, three sacrifices we must embrace to achieve financial freedom. Thank you so much for being here with us on today's show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, if you have any thoughts or comments or feedback on any of the episodes you listen to, we always love to hear them. And on that note, we can't wait to have you back here with us for a brand new episode next week. Until then, keep it simple.